This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this free-for-all Friday. And... She was not a queen. She was the queen. And most of us cannot remember a time when she was not the queen. Uh, though, if you can remember that time, I'd like to hear from you. Uh, this very much has the feel of an end of an era. Uh, there are all kinds of headlines. She was the last of her kind. Everything will be different from now on. She embodied service, really all the best of that ilk. Uh, And uh, the question is, what happens next? I mean, we know that Charles, the heir to the throne, is now King Charles III, and it's kind of seamless. Canada, we now have a new monarch. There's never a gap Right. Uh, As soon as Queen Elizabeth passed, King Charles became our monarch. And there are all kinds of other things that are passing automatically. Uh, You know, laws that refer to the queen are now considered to uh, refer to the king. Uh, But what about beyond that? How do you feel about that. Have you ever been to an event that the Queen was at? She was in Canada. She visited Canada more than any other country. She was here 22 times. Uh, Did you ever line up to see her passing to bring flowers, anything like that? I would like to hear about it. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And let us begin with Gary in Little Britain. Hi, Gary. I gather you have a letter from the Queen. Yes, I do. Uh, I'll try and make it brief. In December of 2016, I attended a local auction in my area in Little Britain, and I was successful to bid on a box of uh, Life magazines. When I brought them home, I found four 8x10 glossy photos of Queen Elizabeth and the Duke of uh, Edinburgh in them. And I said to my wife, I'm going to send these to my uh, or to Queen Elizabeth. Uh, she said, you'll never hear anything from them. <laughs> So I packaged them up, sent, sent the photos over, and I got a letter back on 11th of January, 2017, and, and it uh, read, The Queen wishes to thank you for a letter in which you told Her Majesty a little about yourself and your parents. Uh, it was uh, kind of you to endorse a gift of Christmas of the four photos taken during uh, a visit to Canada. Uh, with uh, the Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh. Now, I think these photos were, uh, the background was the exhibition and uh, Princess uh, Gates. So I I believe um, it'll be uh, in the 60s uh, these photos happened. Anyway, uh, it was an acknowledgement from the Queen uh, written by the lady-in-waiting and I thought that was a, a wonderful um, touch. Uh, yeah, that the Queen would do that. Uh huh. And have you ever been to an event? You, they said that uh, you told them a little bit about you and about your parents. Uh, I've never been to an event, but when I <clears throat> was growing up in Windsor, Ontario, in the uh, in her first visit, 
uh, she toured through Windsor, and I was one of the little kids waving a, a Union Jack as she went by. <laughs> what year was that, if I may ask? Oh, boy. Okay, it's got to be in the 50s. Uh, when she was uh, coronated. Okay. Well, she was she was coronated in 1953. Yes, that's 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 when it was. Wow, uh, what a memory, yeah. <laughs> Gary. Thank you so much for that. Well, well, thank you. I, I just thought uh, uh, listeners would like to hear that story. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, let us go to Margaret in Niagara Falls. And Margaret, you were at the coronation? Uh, yes, I was a babe in arms. My mom, uh, mom and dad traveled from Glasgow by train down to London for the coronation. And there I am, this baby, being held up to view the queen as she's going by in her carriage. Uh-huh. I, have no, I have no recollection, but that that picture holds dear because she's been there all my life. Uh-huh. And do you have the picture still? Oh, yes, I do. So your parents are holding you up. And when did they come to Canada? We came in 1962 um, to, uh, to uh, Trenton. Uh, then we moved to Toronto, uh, to Toronto. And I'm in Niagara Falls now. My parents are long gone, unfortunately. But um, yesterday was a really bad day. Um, I had tears off and on all day because she's just been there all my life. Uh-huh. And wh- what does she mean to you? Uh, like a grandmother. Um, she was somebody to look up to, um, somebody that cared about the country, somebody that cared about people in general. And she's just been a, a loving figure all these years. Hmm. Interesting. A lot of people have said that the the queen is like the nation's grandmother. Exactly. I, I don't know. I'm not sure I know. I, I would agree with that. She's perhaps not quite as uh, homey, down homey as your grandmother might be. No, but she was always someone to look up to that you very much respected as you do your family. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. my two cents for today. And I just thank you for being there. Okay, thank you very much for that, Margaret. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Right, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, it's the day after the Queen's passing, and uh, I'm wondering if people have reminiscences about the Queen, how they feel about it, if it's changing anything about the way they view things, uh, anything you'd like to say about it. And, you know, there is other news. We can talk about other things as well. Again, the numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740, and let's go to Earl in Oakville. Hello, Earl. Hi, Libby. I'd like to send my condolences to the royal family. I looked up to the queen. I respected her. She was a lady with a lot of class and dignity, and she kind of reminded me of my mother. <laughs> How so? She's a she's a warm and loving and caring person and, and somebody that you could really respect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Okay, Earl. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. I don't know if... Uh, uh, well, apparently in private, she had a great sense of humor and she was warm, but I, I don't know if warm is the first thing that would come to mind with the Queen. She was certainly an impressive woman dating back to, you know, when she was a princess at the age of 21, she gave this amazing speech where she said that her whole life would be dedicated to service, and as indeed it was. And, you know, there have been uh, lots of ups and downs with the royal family, but the Queen has been a rock, and there's never been a whisper of anything untoward about her. And really, like uh, people are saying, it seems like she has always been there, uh, which means uh, it really does have this feel of an end of 
an era. And again, the numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Let's go to Heather in Toronto. Hi, Heather. Hi. I don't know, I really don't know if this is correct. I said to your, your guy that answered the phone, I seem to have a recollection. I've had this my whole life, and I believe I talked to my parents about it, but Going to the Golden Mile Plaza at Victoria Park in Eglinton, I was maybe two or three in a stroller, and the Queen came there. She was fairly new to the Queen uh, position, and the Golden Mile Plaza at the time was the biggest strip plaza in, uh, I think it was in the whole of Ontario or something, but I don't know if that's accurate, but I think it is. Huh. Um, uh, I, I don't know if it's accurate either. I'm sure that you could, have you tried Googling it? I didn't, you know, I just thought of it today when you were calling about this. And I thought, I saw the queen when I was little and I remember it, you know, I remember it. Well, yeah, um, it's it's interesting, you know. Some sometimes memories from when you're very small are these kind of fragments. Yeah, it was, and I remember my my mom taking me out of the stroller and holding me up, and I remember seeing her. I I don't know. I wish someone that's listening could could let me know if this is accurate. Okay, thank you for that, Heather. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Let's go to Eugene in Toronto. Hi, Eugene. Hi, and how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Okay, well, we got to go back to, I think, 1961, when uh, when the uh, Queen visited Brantford, Ontario. I Uh. believe it was 61. Mm -hmm. And she was doing uh, a walk up to the the Armed Forces Memorial in Brantford. And I was a cadet in Sea Cadets then. And we have, like, a guard set up going for her walk. And uh, there was about 20 of us, all with rifles and that, standing there. And she did the walk up, and she stopped and asked me some questions and whatnot. And uh, to this day, I can't even remember what she said. But I remember before we had that deal with her, we... We were instructed on how to act and everything else to the queen and everything else, because I guess that was a thing that she would actually stop and talk to people. Hmm. And it's just the way she was, all I think, all the way through her life. And uh, is that that's obviously a memory that you've carried with you for uh, a very long time. Oh, yes. I've met uh, two royalties. I also met uh, the king of uh, Sweden. Uh-huh. And that was in a deal that when he was in Toronto, that was, oh, it's got to be 35 years ago now. But, uh, yeah, I got to meet him, too. Okay, well, the Queen of England uh, was a lot more famous than the King of Sweden. Oh, yes. Uh, a lot of people you meet don't even know that there was a King of Sweden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you for that, Eugene. Okay, bye. Okay, and we have an answer for our previous caller, Maxie in Toronto. Hi, Maxie. Hi, Libby. How are you today? Fine. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, it, it is a fact that the Queen was here in 1956 uh, at the opening of the um, Golden Mile Plaza, which was the first plaza, outdoor plaza in Toronto, and I believe in North America. The second was um, Parkway Plaza. Uh, I, I think there was one in, in, well, it might have been the first indoor mall in Minnesota. But anyway. Yeah, no, I, this one was, uh, was outdoors. Uh-huh. It wasn't indoor. It was um, a, a long strip plaza. Okay, I, I'm surprised. I would have thought that they would have been around for longer than the 50s, but uh, this is uh, interesting information. So she was there for the opening of it. So uh, our previous caller's very fragmented baby memory, is it, it's correct then? It, it is quite correct. It is quite correct. What, so yeah. what, what are your memories of the Queen or your feelings about it? 
Um, oh, I wasn't there. I lived in, uh, I was only two years old, too, at the time. Um, but I have, uh, I believe, I read a lot of uh, history, and it, I believe it was either actually on the wall of the um, No Frills store, or it was uh, in something that I read in, with, um, in the, on the Internet regarding history. But I do remember reading it. Mm-hmm. And I do remember that my mother has a plate um, from 1952 or 53 uh, with the Queen on it. Mm-hmm. Queen memorabilia. That, yeah. But other than that, I've always believed in the Queen. I've always stood up for her. And um, I, I'm really going to miss her. A lot of people will. Maxie, thanks for your call. You're welcome. Have a good night. Thanks. Okay, it is time for our first break. Before we go to break, the numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And uh, we've been talking about the Queen, looking for people's memories of the Queen. She was here so many times. Uh, it, it is very possible that you were at one of those events or lined up on the street to see her, that you have a memory. Maybe you were just a babe in arms like a couple of our callers have been. And and still it was something that kind of stuck. So the numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And we'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. We have been talking about the Queen, people's memories of the Queen, how people feel about the Queen on the day after her death. Uh, And I'm going to take a call from John in Peterborough, who has a a very different view than most of the callers. Hello, John. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Well, I'm good, Libby. I've been watching, you know, because uh, the, the, the woman she passed away, and I was watching on Canadian television, not one mention of people from Africa and their opinions on the Queen and the whole lot of it, okay? Because we all know, like, to me, to me, Canada's not really a country, it's a colony still. And that's just my opinion. Now, what these people don't realize is that, for instance, in Ireland, you can hear my accent. In 1972, the paratroopers murdered, was proven, it took two inquiries, of course, to show that they had murdered civilians. Yet the Queen put medals on these guys. Now that's the bad part. Now let me tell you the good part. In 2016 was the 100th anniversary of the Irish Revolution that gave us some of the country back. Well, the Queen of England went to Dublin, and contrary to some of these so-called historians who say she doesn't bow, and you can look at this on YouTube if you like, she went to the Garden of Remembrance in Dublin to remember the men who were all executed in 1916. She took a wreath from a general in the Irish Army. She put it up. At the memorial, she stepped back and she bowed. Now, I can tell you this. That went miles and miles and miles with Irish people because they said she's come here to apologize. And that's all it was because the rest of them would never do it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, she was, I got to tell you, my own opinion, I felt sorry for her. I truly felt sorry for her to have to live with that crowd. Um. John, thanks very much for your call. And, you know, she was the queen of modernity, and she really presided over the end 
of Imperial Britain, which basically happened after the Second World War and over the start of the Commonwealth. It was a big change. I mean, basically, they were used to ruling, ruling the world, and that's not the way it it has been. So uh, really, she presided over a lot of really monumental changes. And yes, uh, one of the big questions is now, and perhaps not for the day after her death, uh, is will this accelerate uh, the movement towards Republicanism? And uh, Barbados has gotten rid of the monarchy, and Jamaica is on the road to it, thinking about it. And, well, uh, you know, there is a terrible legacy of of slavery and uh, oppression that the British were responsible for. So, or largely responsible for, or partly responsible for, I don't want to get into the historical arguments, and you can certainly understand, and uh, apparently Australia will be next, and there are a lot of people here in Canada who say that's what we should do, and of course they also say it would just be too complicated, constitutionally uh, kind of not worth the trouble, but uh, those are the other sides of it, and then another big thing is Scotland. What happens with Scotland now? They have been on the verge of separating, of not of, of separating from the United Kingdom. What happens with them now? The numbers to call 416 360 toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And let us begin with Barbara in Brampton. Hi, Barbara. Hi, Barbara. Um, I'm just turned 90, so uh, the Queen has been around all my life. <clears throat> but um, I just, uh, when they were came to Canada um, at one year, I have, I can't really remember which year, I put a coin on the tracks, which we were all doing at the time. And as it passed over, you went and got your coin back as a memory. But I had that coin up until a few years ago when I uh, moved residences. But I'd just like to tell you that I used to have paper dolls, cutouts from these when the princess and uh, and her sister were young and played with those forever and ever. And also one time when we met um, the Duke of Edinburgh, when he came to um, Canada, my dad was in the Royal Regiment of Canada, and they were in the they were the Guard of Honor when they were coming off the plane. And my young son, who was probably maybe four or five at the time, was wearing my dad's red um, cap, a red toque. Or when I, um, I, I'm sorry, and uh, anyway, his hat. And um, the uh, prince came over and tapped him on the head and shook his hand. So that's my memory of the royal family. Okay, well, that's great. Thank you so much for that, Barbara. Oh, I'm also, sorry, uh, Libby, I'm just going to tell you that I have the coronation carriage that my grandmother gave me when her dad actually became king, when the uh, um, Prince Edward um, abdicated. Mm-hmm. So it's it's around. It's really in bad shape because we used to play with it all the time, but uh, I still have it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much for Thank taking you. my call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Lori in Woodstock. Hello, Lori. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Good. I was just going to tell you that uh, in 1964, our family went over to England, and my grandfather is from Yorkshire, and uh, we, of course, visited Buckingham Palace, and when we were staying out there, she came out and waved to the crowd. And my grandfather worked for her. He worked in the stable and rode horses for her. My grandmother uh, was one of her cooks. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, they would know her uh, well as uh, at a distance, but well. Oh, they knew her personally, and because uh, she used to come down the stables all the time, and he have her horses ready for her to ride every day. She used to ride every day, and she always rode side saddle. And, uh, yeah, and he knew her very well, and um, my grandmother knew her because she used to come down into the kitchen to inspect some of the food she told me. And uh, she was a huge horsewoman, loved horses. Yeah, yeah, she was, she has, I think she still has over 100 horses, they said. Hmm. And yeah. uh, uh, do, do you ride? 
yes, I, I've had horses all my life. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a very personal memory. Thank you so much for that. Oh, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Okay. The numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We've been talking about the Queen. I am interested in your personal memories, whether you were a child or older, whether you were lined up outside as she was passing, or whether there's something more personal, like our last caller's memory, her grandfather prepared the Queen's horses. That, I would think, is an important job. She's a huge, was a huge horsewoman, and as uh, she told us, rode every day, always side-saddle. That's kind of interesting. And uh, her grandmother was a cook. Very interesting. Let us go to... Tanny in Richmond Hill. Hi, Tanny. Hi, how are you? Very well, thank you. My, my memory is in 1960, I lived in Ottawa. I was in grade one, and the Queen came to visit Ottawa, and I went down on the lunch hour to, to see her pass. She was in a, an open, open car, and while I was there, she declared that we all had the afternoon off school. And, <laughs> And I went running home, and I'm telling my mom, we don't have to go to school this afternoon. I'm, I'm late already for school, but we don't have to go. My mom said, no, you are going. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> so off to school I went, and, like, I'm declaring it at school. We got a holiday, and finally they, they let us out for the rest of the afternoon. That, that's my my memory of the the queen and that coming to visit. Did your mother think you were fibbing? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I never liked school. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> and just like that, the queen said, "Take the rest of the afternoon yes. off." Yes. Yep. Yep. She declared the afternoon a holiday, and um, yeah. Well, and I can certainly uh, hear that it was a very different time if you just ran home on your own and there weren't complicated arrangements for that. But oh, that, no. no th- none whatsoever. Yeah, a different world. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for sharing that memory for it. That's sweet. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Rudy in Toronto. Hi, Rudy. Hi, Libby. Um, my mother took me to see the Queen and Prince Philip when they came to Canada after their, inaugura- their inauguration in 1952, and I was uh, just five and a half years old, and uh, I didn't uh, quite understand everything that was going on uh, or the, the symbolism of it all, but uh, there were large crowds of people there on Queen Street uh, outside the old city hall, so that's a memory I, I have. And the Queen has, has been something, uh, sort of a sign of stability in, in my life for the stability of, the, of our country and the British Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, what year did you say that was? 1952. Okay, well, that was before the coronation. She probably already was Queen then. Uh, that was, be- be- oh, oh, yes, I think she was, she was Queen. So but I guess it wasn't before the actual coronation ceremony. It was in 1953. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, uh, and uh, I bet there were thousands of people. Yes, there were. There were thousands of people, and there was a, uh, and um, she, she, the, the, the car rode past on uh, Queen Street, uh, westbound, I believe. And yeah. I was uh, uh, with, with my mother. I was five years old. I didn't have, I had a one, one uh, sister who was at home at the time. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you for that, Rudy. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Let's go to Stephen in Burlington. Hello, Stephen. Oh, hi, Libby. Go ahead. You're on the air. Yes. Um, going back a few years, uh, I was about 11. My brother's about 7. And uh, we're coming over on a family vacation uh, from Ottawa. Uh, we didn't quite get to Expo. But in, anyways, we passed by a small little airfield in, near Dananark Way and uh, for, for sightseeing tourism. I'd never been in a plane, and uh, so Dad, uh, we, up we go, and uh, we're, you know, fabulous sights there, and I, I 
yeah, we, we're not very high. And I look over and I said, look at that. There's, there's, there's an ocean liner over there. And I, and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, it was the Britannia. <laughs> and, um, the, uh, and I said, geez, can, can we, can we fly a little closer? And the, uh, anyway, <laughs> the pilot just kind of turned and, uh, and said, well, uh, that's the Britannia, uh, that's the Queen's uh, yacht, and uh, she may be on board, and if we go any closer, uh, we'll likely be shot down. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, uh, I, I asked no more questions and just enjoyed the rest of the uh, sightseeing tours. Okay, Stephen. Any, do you have any other memories of uh, the Queen? My, uh, my, my wife, I thought I would be able to outdo my wife, but she was uh, a uh, teacher, uh, and an EA out of, uh, out of Hamilton, and in 2002, uh, I believe the Queen was in Hamilton uh, at Cops uh, for uh, the uh, uh, special uh, Argyle, uh, um, you know, uh, one of one of her functions, anyways, in, in that trip. And uh, and my wife actually got to see her from the nosebleed seats, but she was at least in the same building, so she outdid me. <laughs> okay, thank you very much, Stephen. Okay, Libby. Okay, bye bye. Okay, let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And, and people, a little bit of patience because we will get to your calls. Sometimes it takes a few minutes. Definitely will take to your calls. And, you know, there are other things to talk about. And we will take one of those calls right now. We've got Brian in Mimico. Hi, Brian. Hi, Libby. Uh, first off, let me say I think the world has lost a great, noble woman and a very hard worker. We'll never see her likes again. And I think I know now why Justin says he wants to stay on for another election. I think he wants to fulfill his father's greatest dream, and that's to take Canada out of the British Commonwealth and the monarchy. I'm sure he would just, because he hated the British, the, the British factor in Canada, and that idea that, you know, we were colonized by the British, being the French and that. And I think that's probably why he was so big on bringing members of the British Commonwealth here as uh, multicultural immigrants, because they all had the same sort of resentment. Since well, they were colonized by the British. I have I to think say that's just what he wants to do. I have to say that when I saw Justin speaking, Justin Trudeau speaking about the Queen, he seemed extremely sincere. And he's known her since he was a little boy and his father was prime minister and when he said that he thought she uh that that she was one of his favorite people in the world, uh, it sounded totally sincere. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it if it's uh like father, uh, like son on that note. Um, you may be overstating Pierre Trudeau's feelings. Um, and, of course, uh, the, the Queen was here in 1980, patriating the Constitution, which was another huge moment for Canada that she was involved in. Okay. And we're going to go to John in Mississauga, and you're saying your wife is a distant relative of the Queen? Well, I don't know if it's hard to believe, uh, Libby, but it, it's true. Um, and very true, to tell the truth. It's, uh, I mean, obviously, I don't think they want to... King Edward VII yeah. um, left two offsprings, and I'm going to say where? In Malta. Okay. And one of those offspring is my wife's grandfather okay uh when we you went, say when you say left two offsprings were they um what used to be called illegitimate you, correct. correct 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 um i mean it, it, how to call it we we looked we did research and apparently um one of my nephews was stopped from doing more research uh-huh um and uh, and to tell you the truth uh, libby um my my father-in-law mm-hmm. this is during the war when malta was bombarded if you see my father-in-law dressed and they were poor mm-hmm. they were poor you know because because uh how to call it the illegitimate child was adopted and when and when his when his mother used to go and see him she never saw him by herself 
she used to take another lady with him. Hmm. Right? Um, so, but anyhow, but when you see my father-in-law with, with the linen jacket and the tie, and I'm talking about, you know, 41, 42, 45, right? In 1945. You yeah. know, I'm 80 years old, and I remember a lot about the Queen. I've been to Buckingham Palace actually three years ago with my granddaughter inside. Um, but but um, this is, and if you see some of sort of my, my wife's family, some of them, and Malta, you don't have many people blonde, right? Right. You know, and and uh, like, for example, I have, my wife has one cousin here that if it is, you know, there's no way that this, this lady is Maltese, no way. But um, anyhow, so it's a very, it's very, and, and yeah, yeah, my, my wife is, is correcting me all the time. <laughs> again, again, don't worry, I'm sure she's I, right. I, I hope I'm not, because I'm so excited, and believe me, we're sad. My wife didn't move from, from the television since, since we heard yesterday. Um, if you see my, my father-in-law, you think, you think he is King George VI. Oh, how if I, interesting. If I can tell you this little bit, Libby, we had in Malta in the 50s, we came here in 56, but anyhow, in, in the 50s, you know, I think he was, he was still king, King George VI. There was, you know, there's not more as many, Til 19, many till photographers in Malta, but there was, a, there was one photographer, and he said, he said, John, he said, come to the studio, I'll dress you, and, and, and you know, with, with the uniform, and and that's that's how image of King Edward the sixth was Libby. So this is my story. Um, I don't know. I don't know if my if my kids have blue blood, as they say. You know. Okay. So, well, that's my story, my dear. It's an interesting story. Thank you very much, John. You're welcome, Libby. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye bye. Right, it is time for our second break. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And of course, we have been talking about the Queen. You have been sharing your memories of the Queen, your feelings about the Queen. And yes, we want to hear more or can also talk about something else. And we'll be back right after the break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer, a free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday on this day after the death of Queen Elizabeth II. And uh, it is a monumental event. I'm sure that a lot of people will remember where they were yesterday when this was announced. It has very much the feel of an end of an era. And we're talking to people about their memories of the Queen, their feelings about the Queen. And let us begin with Richard in Hamilton. Hi, Richard. Hello. You're on the air. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. I have... uh a little bit of a discrepancy with one of your callers in regards to the date of the uh, Queen's visit to the Golden Mile. Okay. Um, it was on June 30th, 1959, actually. Okay. I was I was uh, part of the um, the uh, crowd that held the, the uh, people back. Our scout troop went and we formed a barricade uh, to keep the uh, the crowds under control. And and pardon me. And how how um, how did you keep track of the date? Did you write it down or what? Was it something that was very important for you? It was actually because um, when the queen got out of her vehicle and was coming up to the crowd, she was only receiving um, uh, flowers and posies from uh, the young girls that were there and in the crowd. And when she uh, got up to where I was. Uh, she had taken uh, flowers from the one girl, and um, I don't know why, but the queen just stopped in front of me, and she adjusted the woggle on my tie and patted my cheek. Wow. And, um, 
Yeah. The woggle? What's a woggle on your tie? It's the band around the, uh, the top of the tie that keeps it in place. Hmm. But, um, and how old were you? You said you were 11? I was probably around 13 at the time. Okay. Well, isn't that nice? Yeah. Um, my mother was quite pleased to see it. It was broadcasted on CBC at the time. <laughs> okay. She, well, that's quite the memory. Well, it was, yes. But I just wanted to correct the lady uh, that had called in earlier. Um, the Golden Mile has changed a great deal over the years, but it was a, a big to-do at that time. Okay, Richard, thank you for that. Okay, thank you for listening. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. next I am going to take a... Wait, my wait, my bell was, was misplaced. Um, I'm going to take a first-time caller, Joel in Toronto. Joel, go ahead. Uh, yes, Libby. Uh, 1984, the Queen was in Toronto. I heard on the radio she's going to do a walkabout at Dufferin and St. Clair. You know the big church mm-hmm. that's there? She's going to be walking along St. Clair. Called my mother-in-law, my late mother-in-law, who was English, born the same year as the Queen, as bright and intelligent and all good-natured as the Queen was. And we had a six-month-old baby. I heard the Queen loves babies. We got there early. I had the little guy in my arms. The queen walks by, and we shove the baby in front of the queen. I think it's in the front page of the star. Wow. And the queen uh, was very, very welcoming. And uh, my mother-in-law, of course, was thrilled. And fast forward to today, my granddaughter goes to the daycare behind the church. Huh. Now, you said it it was on the front page of a paper. Didn't you keep that? Yeah, I think if you go to the Star, she, you know, she came here a number of times. The, um, the walkabout was really interesting because Prince Philip was on the other side of the street, and uh, all the politicians came out, and uh, bands were playing. This was all in front of the church, early Sunday morning, 1984. Hmm. I'm I'm surprised though that you didn't keep and frame that that uh, that newspaper. Well, I no, I just googled it uh, oh. just now. Oh, out of curiosity, because Jane Brown mentioned uh, uh, it's in the Star, and I, I and just there you were. Google. There but you I were. Had pictures. In fact, we're having a family gathering tonight. Uh, coincidentally, relatives are flying to uh, London. Just have a little reunion, coincidentally. So I bring the pictures tonight from 1984. Cool. That sounds great. Thank you so much for that, Joel. And my mother-in-law, by the way, made the best kugel ever. Better than any of the Queen's food. <laughs> Better than any of the Queen's kugel. I'll buy that. No. Thanks for that. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, yeah, speaking of the, of the Queen's food, at one of the, uh, I saw a recipe for coronation salad, which apparently was what she had served at her wedding lunch. And it was made again uh, for some of the 70th, uh, for some of the Jubilee uh, events. And I made it and it was great. It's uh, a chicken salad with almonds and mayo and a bit of curry in there. And uh, it was really, really good salad. It's a keeper. It's kind of a, a really nice lunchy keeper. And that is coronation salad. And uh, dollars for donuts. I don't think the queen ever served kugel, but you never know. Okay, now I am going to take a call from Suzanne in Scarborough Bluffs. And Suzanne, you have a short poem about the queen. I just want to short. I'm taking you at your word, Suzanne (laughs) in Scarborough Bluffs. Yes. Go ahead. It's called HRH. Upon your head, a lilac hat, a matching skirt, 
and jacket, sturdy shoes on your arm a purse, you rode in a carriage and finally a hearse, your white gloved hand waves as you pass by, some bring flowers, many shall cry, your smiling face and sincere interest, a few friendly words your subjects like best, a gemstone brooch and always pearls, hair quaffed in soft short curls, blue spark sparkling eyes reveal a woman wise, legacy your service to all, when the trumpet sounded your clarion call, the monarchy was your obsession, now bagpipes play in your procession, though many grieve and many mourn, a bejeweled crown your head adorns, thank you for your time invested, now with your husband you are nested, you grew weary so your heart ceased, now in heaven rest in peace. Well, that's quite something. Did you write that? Last night. Last night. Okay, Suzanne. Thank you very much for that. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. A poem about the Queen that someone was inspired to write, and she was that kind of uh, public figure that people would be inspired to write a poem about her. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We do have a little bit of time left in the show, and I'm very keen to hear your memories of the Queen. Uh, Were you at any of the events with her? What do you think of her? What do you think her passing means? What does it mean for us here in Canada? Do you think that this will hasten any kind of Republican movement or not? Uh, Everything is kind of passing seamlessly. We now immediately have a different head of state. He is King Charles III. Now, I've got to say, that does not exactly roll off the tongue. We're used to referring to him as Prince Charles and thinking of him as somebody who is, uh, shall we say, eccentric. And of course, there was that whole thing with Diana and then Camilla. So uh, is uh, I, I, the PR machine seems to be very, very hard at work saying, Oh, the public has caught up with Prince Charles. They thought he was kooky because he was an early adopter of environmentalism, but now everyone's there. I I think uh, the PR machine might be trying to rebrand Charles to a certain extent. He is certainly a lot less popular than the Queen was, and the question is, what are the implications of that because in terms of process you know the they refer to the royal family the crown as the firm uh, for a good reason because it's an institution and the institution is actually larger than the people though you know uh, when in in the case of the queen she might have been larger than the institution, this particular queen, the queen, not a queen. So what is going to be the story with Charles? And uh, are you used to calling him King Charles III? Now, the King of Canada. What about that? Let us take a call from Nadine in Hamilton. Hello, Nadine. Hello, Libby. Thank you for um, taking my call. Uh, I remember my grandmother taking me to Bluer Street and standing, it seemed, for eternity to see her pass just as she was a princess still. From that time on, my mother and grandmother and their two different families just instilled in me what an inspirational person she was. I collected almost every magazine. I have two collector plates, one from the coronation, one from the when she was here in 1959 to open the St. Lawrence Seaway, and I have a little red tin that my mother forever kept her sewing pins in, and it was from the OXO company. The same tin I saw in our um, uh, history thing down in Ottawa in the museum, so it's commemorating her coronation, and it's just beautiful. It's three beautiful memories. Hmm. 
Thank, Thank you for that. Excited. Anything else? Did you ever get to meet her? No, I didn't. She was just a wonderful inspiration and a role model to follow, I thought. Okay, thank you for that, Nadine. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Okay, let's go to Jerry in Scarborough. Hello, Jerry. Hi, Nibby. I was just wondering uh, for, about Charles. Uh, is he? What role is he going to play with Canada? And is our government going to change our currency to his picture off of the, the Queen? Okay, well, those are interesting questions. So his role is going to be... Oh, was that your GPS, maybe? Uh, So he's going to serve the exact same role that she had, except he'll be king. And in terms of the currency, my understanding is that the paper currency will uh, continue with the images of the queen for quite a while. Your GPS is uh, sort of getting in the way. And coins will turn over to Charles quicker than the paper currency, but uh, that will probably take a couple of years anyway. There has to be an authorized portrait. And on the coins, he has to face the opposite direction of the Queen. Jerry, I'm going to drop your call before we hear any more of your GPS. Okay, let us go to Lucy in Niagara-on-the-Lake. Hi, Lucy. Hi, Bibby. Um, I just want to say what I remember about the Queen. Sure, go ahead. Um, I was a young girl in England at the time, and uh, probably about seven years old. And I remember um, they had a kind of a fair at uh, the little, uh, the small uh, town or um, city that I lived in. And uh, it was hard for me to remember. I was very confused. But I remember we all, the children were all kind of hoarded into a tent. And um, they showed uh, the coronation on the screen. And it was so beautiful. I was in awe. I really didn't know quite what it was about. But I just remember how beautiful it was. And I think I was about six or seven years old. And um, I don't know if it was taped. I imagine it would have been by at the time. I don't think it was live. But uh, I just remember that. And uh, there was some other thing, too, that I remember. I can't remember if it was in the late 60s or early 70s that she actually came to visit Niagara-on-the-Lake. And I was working in Niagara Falls at the time. And uh, I remember I got uh, out of work early and raced down to Niagara-on-the-Lake and just caught her as as the motorcade was going by. (laughs) I was kind of disappointed I didn't actually see her, but uh, I was there. Okay. Okay. Anything else? Uh, no, that was it, basically. Um, just, um, you know, how excited I was about uh, seeing her at, at, um, in England. Actually, not seeing her, but the taped uh, 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 coronation. Okay. Thank you for that, Lucy. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, that's all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for this week. And just a programming note, we're going to have a special edition of the Zoomer television on Monday night about the Queen. I will be co-hosting that and we'll be talking to some very interesting people and tune in for that on our sister station, Vision TV. Fight Back will be here on Monday with Jane Brown, and I'll be here the rest of the week. We'll talk then. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.